Okay. everybody. So I guess let's learn this morning. So, you know, it's interesting. When it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, which is obviously what the Yantav of Shuas, at least, uh, you know, our experience of Shuas, how we celebrate Shuas, is all revolving around the mitzvah of learning. So it's interesting. It's, it's one of those mitzvahs that like, there's so much there. And it's something that we, we do all the time, but like to appreciate what's happening when we learn. So let's learn a little bit of one aspect of the Mitzvah Talmud Torah, and we'll see where that takes us. So the truth is, what we're going to learn this morning a little bit is uh, for those that were there Shabbos afternoon, when I was talking about Torah Mitzvahs, that's Shir about Torah Mitzvahs. So this is going to be, it's, it's related to that. Again, it'll, it's going to stand on its own, and those that weren't there or don't remember, it's all fine. But if you were there and you remember it, so this will, uh, might fill in some blanks and, and expand upon that. But let's learn like this. So the question that we're going to be dealing with this morning, and we'll, we'll go through in halacha and then in machshava, what this means and how it relates is exactly, I'll, I'll say the question like this, and you'll, you'll, I'll explain what I mean. It, the mitzvah of learning, is that a mitzvah that's related to time or no? In other words, we know that in halacha there's, there's categories of mitzvahs which are related to time. There are time-based mitzvahs, for example. I mean, extreme examples of that, like, you know, uh, eating matzah and Pesach. Is that particular night, that, you know, once a year, you know, Sheikh Luvan and sukkahs, v'chulu v'chulu. Or even mitzvahs that are, are daily, but are time-sensitive and time-oriented. So, uh, saying Kriyishma. So there's man for Kriyishma. It's done every day, but there's man When you can say Kriyishma in the morning, and when there's Kriyishma at night. And other mitzvahs like that, davening. Davening is a mitzvah that's daily, but there's man for tefillah, and so on. Shachas, Minchamarv, have their zmanim. So is, is, is Torah learning something that's related to time? Or is it just, that's what you do whenever you have spare time, but it's not a time element, it's not a time-related mitzvah. You'll see, you'll see what I mean. So let's take it slow. Take a look at Marmok and the Rewan. So the Rambam in Hilchas Talmud Torah, so it's uh, the first chapter of Talmud Torah. The Rambam is defining for us what is the obligation of learning. And so the Rambam tells us that the, the most basic, uh, you know, bottom line, you know, uh, baseline obligation of learning is related to time. It's something that has to do with time. Says the Rambam, Kolish Misrael, every single Jew, is obligated in the midst of learning. It's interesting, the Ram doesn't do this with other mitzvahs going through of like any things that you think would exempt you, they don't exempt you. Just says everyone's chayiv in, in, in blowing shaifer, whatever. But uh, over here he goes, he enumerates. Everyone's obligated to learn, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're a healthy person, whether you're unhealthy. Whether you're young, whether you're very old, that you're weak. Then he goes back, even if you're a very poor person that's being supported by charity, and you're literally, God forbid, a situation you have to go collecting by doors. Even if you have a large family, and that takes up a lot of time and, 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 uh, and energy. The obligation, so, so what, okay, fine, so... Everyone is obligated to learn. What does learning mean? What, what's the basic uh, bottom line? So the, bottom, the, the most bottom line is to set aside a time to learn. To be kaveh eaten, what's called, right? To set aside a time to learn. Sometimes, it doesn't say exactly how long, but uh, whatever, whatever it is, a few moments, a few minutes, during the day and at night. Those are the two, those are the two times that a person has to learn. Yeah, yeah, that's the day and night. Right, well, now we're going to see in a second the source for this, but this is the Ramah is telling us. It says that you should 
meditate on Torah and think about Torah day and night. On a simple level, you read the Pasuk, it means like all day, all night. But says the Ram, no, no, it, I mean, that, that if you can, Gvaldic, but it means, uh, very basic, it means that at some point during the daytime, you have to have a time to learn, and at night, a time to learn. The Ram goes on. You should know that there were big gedolim and chachamim and tzaddikim, that they were, they were lumberjacks and water carriers and even blind. And they had a lot of you know, uh, difficult labor, difficult work to do, and uh, they weren't healthy people. But they would take this seriously, you're learning by the day and learning at night. They, and they, they, they were very successful. And they reached the, you know, the Everest of, uh, of, of you know, Tamid HaChachamim. They mechlam atik ha-shemua. And they go down in history as, as the Bali HaMesayra, those that, trend, that, 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 you know, that, that, that give over turf from one generation to the next. Ishmael Pishma, Yishma Rabbeinu. So being Kveitim is, is an important thing. Now this, this language that the Ramam is, is using, which is that the baseline of Talmud Torah is to be Kveitim, right? To set a time during the day and set a time at night. Again, he's not making this up. Just uh, basic sources. In Maramach number two, there's a Gemara Menachas, Tzadi Tesemeveiz, that the Ramam is coming from. The Gemara says, Amr of Ami. Rabami said, Midvarv shal Rabbi Again, the context of this statement of Rabbi Yaisi is not for now, but says Rabami from a certain statement that Rabbi Yaisi, the Tana, said, Nilmaid, we can deduce and we can figure out that Afil Leishan Adam El Perak Echad Shachris, Uperak Echad Arvis, that if a person learns a little bit during the day and a little bit at night, Kayim Mitzvah Leyomish Sefer Tarzamipicha. One has fulfilled basically the mitzvah of the Torah always being in your mouth, and as that mitzvah of learning is, is fulfilled by learning in the morning and learning at night. Now, the Rambam didn't just say that a person has to learn a little bit during the day and a little bit at night. The language of the Rambam was L'Kfoyeloizman, that it should be mamish set. Sounds like it should be, you know, you could be able to set your watch to it. Like, this is my time to learn. Obviously, you know, situations come up, whatever it is, but... There, that the Ram said was, uh, you know, conveys a strong sense of attachment to that particular time. So it's not just, you know, listen, I have time, you know, I, I spend five minutes, ten minutes, half hour, forty-five minutes, an hour, whatever a person's schedule allows, some point in the day and some point at night. But says the Ram, it's more than that. It has to be, it, it, preferably for it to be that it's every day at this time, every night at this time. So obviously, you know, so... What, what's the source for that? Because again, that, that's if you just just to, to clarify, if you take a look at the third line of the Rambam in the first Maramokim, that was the language. The, the Rambam said when he when after he goes through all the different types of Jews there are with all their different situations, says the Rambam the third line Chayv Lekvoyelayzman that you have to designate a time for learning day and night. So again, the Gemara Menachis in the second source that you know to show this idea of day and night, didn't have that language of to designate a time. It just said that we see from Rabbi Yaisi, again, whatever the context was, that if, uh, by learning during the day a little bit, a little bit at night, you fulfill the mitzvah Talmud Torah. But where is Rabbi getting this idea from of that even that time should be very connected to the, to the clock, should be as much as possible to be consistent with that. So that's the third Maramokim in Maramokim number three. It's also a well-known Gemara. It's a Gemara in Shabbos, Lamed Aleph, Amid Beis. The Gemara says, Amarava. It's a famous thing that after 120, so uh, they go, you know, everything is unpackaged. 
But the, the first questions that they ask you is famous. The Gemara says, like they tell you, they ask you, did you, were you honest and faithful in business? And kavati itin did you establish, did you set times for learning? And asakta peribia, the next question is, were you, were you, did you put an effort to get married and have children? And the next question is, tapisli yeshua, did you look for redemption? Did you anticipate Mashiach? Did you want for Mashiach? And then more goes on, other questions and so on and so forth. And then, uh, you know, from there, uh, you know, everything's clarified. But that language that, that Rav says, one of the questions is, kavati itin latayra, that's where the Ram is coming from, that it's not just enough or preferably speaking, it's, it's you know, that th- th- the basic, in other words, that the basic bottom line, Mitzvah Talmud Torah, is very much connected to time. Very much connected to time. First of all, it's connected to time that, that, that the Mitzvah is that, that during the day at some point and at the night at some point you have to learn. But more than that, even that particular time that you choose for the day and choose for, for the night, it should, be, it, should, it should be as consistent as possible. That's your time. So it's very time-oriented. That's in terms of the, the bottom line, the basic, the, the, the baseline of Talmud Torah. But we know that there is an idea that that's in terms of Kvisitim. But beyond that, there is an idea that whenever a person has any spare time, they should be learning, right? Spare time means that you know, you know, you're not involved with business, then, you're not involved with the family, you, you, know, you have enough energy, you're not eating, v'chulu, v'chulu. Any, so I was, so let's say I was Kvisitim, I, I learn every morning, you know, whatever it is, uh, 7.30 to 8.30, and at night I learn uh, from 9 to 10, so whatever it is. So I have my kfiyasitim. Mm-hmm. But then if throughout the day or throughout the night I find myself with nothing to do, then the mitzvah tamatara then comes back and it kicks in and says, okay, well, now you have, you know, nothing you do, so open a safer and learn something. That, that's, that's the mitzvah tamatara as well. So even that aspect of tamatara, it's interesting, is also, you could also think of that and that, that next layer of Talmud Torah, is that connected to time? Well, you would think, no, that's not connected. That's just, it's, it's, it's I, any random situation, if I have nothing else to do, I learn. That's not a time-oriented idea. But that's also not true. That's also a time-based idea. I'll explain what I mean. Take a look at Maramukha number four. The Gemara says in Menachas, it's a famous story. The Gemara says, Shol ben Dama ben Achaisai shal Rabbi Yishmael. So this person, ben Dama, was the nephew of Rabbi Yishmael. So Rabbi Yishmael's nephew asks him, as Rabbi Yishmael, he asks his uncle Rabbi Yishmael, and he says like this, Kigayan, nani. So I want to give you an example for myself. Shalmadi kol ha-tarakula. I've learned kol ha-tarakula, I'm good to go. So I know kol So we're talking about someone that, you know, for, to, to say to Atana, I know called Tarakula, okay, that, uh, that says something. Can I now start getting involved and learning Greek philosophy and Greek culture? So Karol Vimikrazes, or Vishmol answers to him with quoting him this Pasak. That the Torah should not leave your mouth. That's what he, that's what he says. And Rabbi Shmuel explains. Say So now it's a, now you have to go investigate. Said Rabbi Shmuel to his nephew, you can learn Chachmi Yivanis if you find a time that's neither day nor night. Then you can learn Chachmi Yivanis. Now it happens to be there's no such thing as, as a time that's not day or not night. Even Bein Hashmoshes is a suffix whether it's day or night. There's no such thing. Time, it's, it's either day or it's either night. Says Rabbi Shmuel to his nephew, the Pasuk says you have to learn Torah day and night. 
If you could find a slot that's not there in a night, then 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 to hate. So when you read that Gemara and that that response of Rabbi Shmuel, it sounds like he's being a little bit, a little bit sarcastic, a little bit like, you know, basically. I mean, the answer is no. You know, you know, you have to spend. If you have any free time, don't learn Chachmi Yivanis. You should be learning. And he's just saying it in a little bit more of a. I don't know what the word is. It's not, it's not a joke, but he, he's saying it a little bit like a, like a funny way, a humorous way. It says in Pasuk, when day and night, if it's not day or it's not night, then you can learn Chachmi Yivanis. Guess what? There's no such thing as day and not, not day and not night. So it sounds like he's, he's being a little bit uh, sarcastic or whatever. Yeah, but the Vilna Gaon says not like that. The Vilna Gaon, in his commentary to Shulchan Aruch, in Shulchan Aruch, explains that Rabbi Shmuel, what Rabbi Shmuel is telling his nephew, he meant it seriously. What Rabbi Shmuel is telling his nephew is this idea is that the mitzvah Talmud Torah, even beyond Kviyas Itan, it's also a mitzvah which is being generated by time. That every single, that the, the, the day and night obligate learning. The baseline of that is a little bit by the day and a little bit by the night. And beyond that, it's every single moment of day and every single moment of night, if you have time for it. But it's all being revolving around day and night. So he's not being facetious, he's not being sarcastic, he's not trying to be cute. He's telling his nephew the truth, which is the mitzvah Talmud Torah is based on day and night. If you can theoretically find a time which is not day and not night, he's saying, that he's, he's, he means it. Then there is no mitzvah Talmud Torah. The mitzvah Talmud Torah is a mitzvah which is being fueled and sustained and obligated by the reality of time. Time is what obligates Talmud Torah. The baseline of it, the most basic minimum is a little bit of time by the day and a little bit of time at night. But if you have more time than that, then it should be whenever you're available. But what's generating the obligation is the fact that you're living in a universe which has day and night, which is time-oriented. And time is what obligates Tamatar. That's the Chiddush. And that's what the Goyen, that's what, again, we don't, I didn't bring as the Mar Malkum over here, but that's what the Goyen, the Vilna Goyen, uh, when the Shulchan Aruch records this halacha of being Kavei Itim, of setting aside a time during the day and a time at night, the Gra not only references you, the Rambam, which was the first source to quote the halacha, but the, Ram, the, the Vilna Goyen also references this Gemara Menachas. Because this Gemara Menachas is, again, Rabbi Shul is not being... He's not trying to be cute with his nephew. He's saying the truth, that the mitzvah Talmud Torah is a mitzvah which is generated by time. Now, this is a very, very unique thing because usually when we deal with mitzvahs which are time-oriented, there are, it's, not, it, 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 it's, not, it's not always. It's not every single moment of time generating it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I said, like Krishma has its window. Matzah has its window. Sukkah has its window. And those are time-oriented mitzvahs. And then we have mitzvahs of like believing in Hashem which is not, nothing to do with time at all. But now we have this being introduced, and, and again, that's the difference, right? So let's say, for example, Lulav Nesrik, we all understand it's time-oriented because it's, it's once a year, right? And then you have the mitzvah of Amuna, which is not time-oriented because it's constant. The person always has to believe in Hashem. But now we're being reintroduced to this idea of where you have a mitzvah, which is also always, but it's still time-oriented. And that's Talmud Torah. So theoretically, the mitzvah Talmud Torah is always. Any single moment... If you have the time to learn, you should learn. And if you learn, you're fulfilling that mitzvah. But it's still time-oriented. The fact that it's daytime is what's generating the mitzvah of learning. And then when it goes to nighttime, nighttime is generating that mitzvah of learning. Now that's a, so that's a chiddush. We have to figure that out. It's a funny, it's a funny way of thinking about Tamatar in that way. But more than that, there is an even higher level of Tamatara. And this is what I spoke about, let's say, Shabbos afternoon, 
where now, where when you get to this higher level of Tamatara, then it's like you actually break out of that, of that component of time. Let me explain. Take a look at Maramukim number five. So far, so good. You got everyone's following, yeah? Okay. So Maramukim number five. So the Rambam, so the, the, the Rambam we saw earlier was in the first chapter. So the first, really the first two chapters of the Rambam in Hilchas Tamatara, he's talking about sort of the basic myths of Tamatara, and even, yeah, you know, even to be super successful in learning, but it's all, you know, sort of the basic. In the third chapter of the Rambam, that's when he introduces us to a, a higher dimension of Mitzvah Tamatara, which the Rambam classifies and he categorizes what's called Keser Torah, the crown of Torah. And it's a very, like, this is what I talked about on Shabbos, it's a very peculiar thing. The Rambam, like, creates this new construct, this new level of learning, which is called the crown of Torah. But let's, let, let's see how the Rambam describes it. And, and you tell me, when we read this, is this, is this a Talmud Torah that is time-oriented or not? You'll see what I mean. Take a look at, again, Maramukha number five. Says the Rambam, Mishana so libai. If a person is a person volunteers, Lakaya Mitzvazu Kiroi, to fulfill this mitzvah properly. So in other words, it's interesting. The Ram is telling us is that when it comes to most mitzvahs, it's not up to you to decide whether you want to keep them or not. That's a mitzvah means a command. <laughs> That's what it means. But for some it's interesting, Ram says when it comes to this mitzvah Tamatira, there is a level of this mitzvah which you have the right to opt into, to volunteer yourself to fulfill. You don't have to, but if you so choose to, you're motivated, you're inspired to fill this mitzvah to this highest level, then call it kavod. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. What is this voluntary sort of uh, next level Talmud Torah? So it says the Rambam, Vilias Muchter Bekeser Torah, and if you volunteer for that, this deeper level of commitment to Torah learning, then you're crowned with Torah, whatever that means. So what, what does that look like? Says the What it looks like is a person who, 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 who who's like, the words are who doesn't, who, who is completely single-minded focus is learning. There's nothing else that enters his mind. Everything else is completely irrelevant to him. This person is someone that's not thinking about becoming a tamachacham plus being successful in other areas of life. It's completely irrelevant to him. Again, this is a voluntary sort of, you know, position that he's putting himself in to, uh, to be of this single-minded focus, but that's what that looks like. And then the Raman says famously, that the person is willing to live, if need be, not that you have to, but if need be, to live even a, a difficult life, in order for the sake of, of learning Torah. So the Ram is introducing again to us this higher strata of Talmud Torah, and the person that is being described that's like living this is uh, someone that's completely dedicated to Torah learning. Now the Ram then continues, Maramokka number six, and he's talking about within this person, within this category of the crown of Torah, of that full dedication, he talks about like the, the, the schedule of the person. What does the time of this person's life look like? So it says the Ram like this, Even though we already said that the mitzvah of Talmud Torah is time-oriented, day and night, right? But says the Ram, for this category of the crown of Torah, this person's, most of his success and his learning in terms of that highest level is going to specifically be at night. If a person wants to reach that highest level, 
then he specifically has to make sure to go out of his way to be up at night. That nighttime should usually, again, as, as normal human beings, daytime is when we're awake, and nighttime is when we sleep. And even if you're awake at night, you're tired. I mean, that's, it's, it's, so, so in other words, like the energy levels dip at night. Says the Rambam, but if you are in this category of the crown of Tyra, then everything is upside down. Everything's upside down. Then, or not upside down, but everything is exactly the same. There is no difference between day and night to you. You're absolutely as invested in Torah learning at night as you were by the day. It's, it, it, there is no dip in energy. There's no dip in, in, in motivation. There's no, it, it's, it, you want to take a nap during the day? Take a nap during the day. I, mean, I remember like in yeshiva, this, he, was a, he was a great guy. He a little bit, he wasn't healthy. Like Looking back, he wasn't healthy. But I'm... I was his chavrusa, and like, and, and not, I was his roommate, chavrusa a little bit. We had a chavrusa shop at like, uh, it was crazy, whatever, it was a little bit, yeah, it was nuts. Like 2.30 in the morning, he wanted to turn to the video with me. I was like, okay, my brain was already fried by then, but he was like, he was going. I remember he was, he, 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 there was no day, there was no night. He would, he would go into his dorm room, like take a nap during the day. And then like his, I remember this, his bed was like, the, the, the plug for the alarm clock was right by his bed. Whenever he would go in, it would knock out the plug and knock it back in. So like even the clock was, it was like Lamal Hazman. It was completely Lamal Hazman. And he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't sleep at night. He would take naps during the day if he needed it. And he would take naps at night when he needed it. Now this was completely unhealthy. It was completely unhealthy. And he could only sustain that for a short amount of time until he, you know, until, you know, it was not good. It wasn't good. But, but the Ramam is describing such a lifestyle when a person is holding on that highest level of the crown of Torah, where there is no difference between that. It's, if I'm tired, I take a nap. If I'm not tired, I'm awake. Like, there's no time-oriented thing. Now, for, for normal people, like a 12th grader, like that's not, that's not healthy. That's not, you can't live like that. For Chaim Kanievsky or something, you know, or Yashiv, whatever, people that have gone through their lives and got that place of the crown of Torah, then there's no difference to, to a Chaim Kanievsky, whether it's 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, if I have energy, I'm learning. If I'm tired, then I'm taking a nap anyway. Like, there's no, there's no difference. But you understand what's going on over here. The Ram is describing this highest strata of Torah learning where it's no longer bound to any construct of time. You know, so again, think about the, 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 the comparison over here. The basic levels of learning, whether it be Kaviyas Itim or even beyond, was very much time-oriented. Like, it's time-sensitive. I recognize that it's daytime. I recognize that it's nighttime. Daytime generates the obligation to learn. Nighttime generates the obligation to learn. But it's always, I'm very cognizant of what time it is. And that's, what is, that's what's generating the learning. But says the Rambam, but then at some point you sort of break through to this higher strata, which is called the crown of Torah, and then time is completely irrelevant. Then all of a sudden the learning that you're doing is completely above time. Uh, if anything, says Ramam, you're actually spending more of your energy at nighttime, which is the exact opposite of what normal, healthy understanding of what time is. It's, it's, it's completely upside down. The Ramam says, for example, uh, he, he continues on uh, by three lines into Marmok number six. That the main song of Torah, which is connected to this highest level, is specifically at night. Person does this, learning Torah at night, then a, then a, you know this this the ray of Chesed is, is shown upon him by the day. So 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 what we're seeing over here is a very funny thing: is that the mitzvah Torah is comprised of two components, or sort of two layers. 
you have the basic layer of Talmud Torah, which is, which is not just connected to time, but it's generated by time. It's a time-sensitive, time-oriented mitzvah. Even though it's a constant mitzvah, but it's a time-constant mitzvah. And then you have this higher level of Torah, which you, know, you sort of break through, not as a 12th grader, but at some point when you're able, you break through to that level where, where it's completely not a time-oriented mitzvah, and time itself in your life it completely breaks down. Where it's, it's irrelevant what time it is. It's just like, you know, like where am I up to in the Gemara? But other than that, like time is completely irrelevant. It's like, you know, similar to uh, Pesach night by the Mishnah, right? Rabbi Seinu Hagi is my Krishna Shashachar. It's like they're completely oblivious to what time it is. That's that higher level of Torah. So, so that's what we see in Halacha. Again, that's, that's what we see in Halacha. These two layers of Talmud Torah. A, a Talmud Torah which is time-oriented and a Talmud Torah which is not time-oriented. So now let's explain. Like, what, so why is this? Like, what, what does this tell us about Torah learning? Like, what, what, why would Hashem do this? Just to make it complicated. Like, what, what's Pshat? So take a look at Maramukha number 7. So now we're going to learn some Maharal. Not too complicated. At least, I mean, you know, we're familiar with these types of ideas, I think, so it shouldn't be too difficult. Maramukha number 7. So this is a Gur Aryeh in, in Shmais. Um, the Gur Aryeh is, 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 is going on a Rashi. Gur Aryeh is a safer from the Maral commentary to Rashi on Chumash. So he's going on a Rashi. The Rashi quotes that, he quotes the Gemara Rashi, that the uh, Chol Yoim that you that, uh, that every single day when you when you sit down to learn or whatever it should be as if you're receiving the Torah right now everything every single day it should be mamish fresh as if as if this is the first time you're ever learning okay it's uh, that'd be very nice so, so uh, the Gurari quotes that Rashi fine and he says like Vim Timer like why <laughs> why should I just pretend as if the Torah is being given to me today. He says, it's, it's, it's not true. The Torah is very old. It was given to us thousands of years ago. So I have to just pretend that it's not true. Like, wh- why do I have to? I understand that it's like, it would be nice to be so inspired every single day, like it's fresh, but, like that, but, it's, but it's not true. It's not true. So it says the Mara like this, The Torah was not given today. It was given a long time ago. So he says, So he says, the Mara, but the, 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 really what Chazal is trying to tell us is like this, the Madrega, things that are very chashev. Okay, chashev not, not in terms of like, you know, cover that we give in this world, but things that are that are be'etzem, that are uh, you know, that are, that, are, that are really transcendent, really elevated things. Ad kil ilu mitziyosem Time, says the Maral, is, is something that the Rabbanu Shem created, right? Time is a creation itself. Time constricts. Time holds something back, right? It's either if it's, if it's uh, 10.34 right now, it means it's not 10.35. That's the way it is. Like it's, it's, it's something that constricts. So it's something, so anything that's within time is automatically being controlled. It's automatically be, not dominant. It's automatically not the height, the, 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 you know, the top of the food chain. Because something is controlling it. Yeah, on its own, it should expand uh, beyond this moment. But it can't. Because time is holding it back. So time, something that's bound by time, automatically means that it's not the most dominant thing in the world. It's, it's, it's being placed into that construct, into that, uh, you know, that box that's called creation. It was placed into it, and now it's constricted. Now it's held back to it. It's held back by it. So, it's either, so it can't be everywhere. But if you have something that's mamish, before creation itself, before creation itself, and it's still, and even after creation, it still uh, holds a little bit of its identity of pre-creation, then already that's going to be something which is not going to 
allow itself to be constricted to time. It's not going to allow itself to be constricted at this particular moment because it's bigger than that. It's coming from a higher place. So it says the Mara like this. Things that are very chasha, things that, are, that, that come before creation and are stronger and bigger than creation, than everything of this world, then they're not going to allow themselves to be constricted and controlled by time. The Chena Tyra says the moral, therefore, that's exactly what Tyra is. Tyra is something, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God is something that comes before the world, it comes before creation. It's where creation comes from. And the Chiddush of Torah, the amazing thing of Torah is, is that even after the world is created, Torah still retains its, 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 still, it still retains its identity, it, it still retains its, uh, its, um, its root in, in coming before creation. And therefore, because of that, says the Maral, V'china Torah hi al hazman. Torah in its highest level, in its root, is above time. Time is connected with the sun and the movement and you know all that stuff. And is above all of that. And things that are above time, then they're not. Then every single moment is exactly the same. In other words, when we think of Torah as like the, the experience of Har Sinai, says Moral is like the question started. The, the experience of Har Sinai is an old experience. It's not right now. It was thousands of years ago. But says Imral, that, that, that Torah doesn't recognize such a construct of there being a now and a then and a next. It, that, that's, a time, that, that's a time reality. And things that are bound by time, yeah. The, the, the things that are bound by time means that something happened now, it didn't happen then. Or it happened then and it didn't just happen now. But Torah, which is in its root, above time, it's before creation itself. It's where creation comes from. Bereshus itself, which is time itself, comes from Torah. So then Torah is therefore, even when it filters down here, is not going to be, it's not going to be stuck in that way of thinking that it's either now or then or then and now. When the Gemara says that you have to see Torah as if it was given to you today, right now, it means that what Chazal is trying to convey to you is that what you're doing when you sit and learn, what we're doing right now is that we're connecting to something, to a reality that comes before time itself. And so time itself, which is, it either happened a thousand years ago or not, it, it, it's completely irrelevant to what Tyra is. So it says the morale, the morale goes on. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We're going we're gonna to get there. We're halfway there. So it takes a look at well, more than, I mean, not, you know, not time-wise. You'll see. Okay, Maramok number eight. Based on this idea, the morale then goes on to explain this highest level of the crown of Torah, right? Remember, the crown of Torah was like that absolute full dedication, like just single-minded focus. Says the morale, Tzorach she'il adam hasmada b'tarmaid. For such a level, person is, is uh, not a little masmid, like, uh, you know, serious asmada. Because Torah is not one of those things that are, like everything else, that are post-creation, that are contained by time itself. And if a person learns Torah and looks at Torah as if it's a time thing, it's, it's something that's, that's for the moment, that's not, that's not reaching this highest level. So in other words, what the morale is telling us is, is as follows, is that this highest level of Torah, which is the crown of Torah, right, which we establish as something that's not time-oriented at all, says the morale, the morale is explaining to us that that's reflective of what Torah is in its root. 
What Torah is in its root, what Torah is in its essence. And what is Torah in its essence? Something that's above creation, before creation, bigger than creation, not something that can be tied down or constricted by creation itself. You can't limit it to a particular moment. You can't limit it to a particular time. So every single day, it's as if the Torah was given to you right now because even at that level of timelessness, timelessness means there's no then and now. It's all, it's all the same. It's all the same. And so that level of Torah is reflected in this highest level that's called the crown of Torah. But, but says the Morales, we're going to see in the next piece, the purpose of Torah, though, is not for it to remain aloof, for not to remain in this higher pre-creation crown of Torah, Geval de Gezach. We need people to embody that. We need people to connect to that highest level of Torah that comes before creation. But the purpose of Torah is what? Is for that light... And for that power and that, that reality of pre-creation, for it to make itself known in creation, for it to conquer territory for this world. So, for example, when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Harsinai, right? We know that the famous Gemara says that he goes up to Harsinai, and the Malachim ask him, the Torah that you have been, says, the Malachim said to Hashem, you're going to give the Torah to human beings, to, to Yelud Isha, to someone born from a woman, the Torah that you were Mishtasheya by, the Torah that you were delighting in, Thousands of years before creation. That's something you're going to give to a person born from a woman. What, what, what's, what's the taina? Why is it? Why, why, why? Evidently by malachim, like that's the big insult. That's the big insult that you're born from a woman. Like why is that such an insult? Because we understand that between Zachar and Akeva, and Akeva, femininity is very much connected to time. The whole lies, you know, whether it be Nida and Taras Mishpacha, it's very much connected to Zman. The question of the Malachim to Hashem is why are you giving the Torah which comes before time itself, which comes before creation? You're going to give that to Yulud Isha? Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's, a, it's degrading for time. So what does Maishah Rabbeinu respond? Maishah Rabbeinu responds, what are you talking about? That's exactly why we're getting the Torah, because we went to Mitzrayim, and we have parents, and we have Sahara, we have all these things which are completely constricted by creation itself. That's exactly why we need the Torah. Because the great, the chiddush of Torah is not as something that we can have to sort of like get out of zman and get out of no, no. The chiddush of Torah is that this is a this is a weapon the Rebbeinu gave us to conquer this world with. That this world should be invested and be infused with depth and meaning, and time should be invested and, and infused with 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 pre-time. Creation should be invested with a reality that comes before creation. That's the purpose. That's the tachlis. Take a look at Maramukha number 9. And again, th- this is all reflected in these two levels of Talmud Torah. Torah in its root, so you know, these two levels of Torah being something that's above time, as, or Torah being something that's generated by time. So which one is it? The answer is, time means creation. Time means this world. Time means a Yulud Isha. It means you being a human being and being a person that has weaknesses and flaws and so on. And Torah is there as something that's custom made that comes before all those weaknesses to give you the strength to, to deal with those weaknesses. So it's like this, this unbelievable power that comes before any constriction being given to someone who's constricted. But that's the point, that we should be able to navigate this world and deal with all the inyanim of Parai and Mitzrayim, and, like Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Malachim. But the reason why we're able to handle all of that, which is within time, is because we're connected to something which is coming from above time. So Torah itself, the halacha of learning, also reflects these two sides, which is that the Rabbanu Shem is giving us something which is timeless in order to be able to handle all the different ups and downs of time itself. 
The Torah is a tavlin for the Yitzhar, exactly. So take a look at Marmokan number 9. We'll, we'll end with this, but this is a Gemara Menachas that sort of sums this up. It's a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara, the, the Gemara I think it's Rosafra in the Gemara, that he's saying, like, he's, he's, he's uh, like, singing praises about Torah, but he's saying it in, like, like, um, like a puzzle, in, like, a, like, a, like, a code type of way. You'll see what it means. So, so Rosafra said, Yavoy zeh v'yikabal zois mizeh la'amzu. Said Rosafra that this should come and receive this from this for this. What does that mean? So then the Gemara explains. Yavoy zeh. This should come. Zeh Moshe. That's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Dechsev ki zeh Moshe ish. Moshe is called zeh. This one. So this one should come and receive this. V'yikabal zois. And take this. What's this? Said the Gemara. Zutara. That's the Torah. Dechsev. V'zois ha-tara shesam Moshe. The Torah is also called zois. So again, Rav Safra said, this should come, that's Marisha, and receive this, that's the Torah, from this, what's this? Zeh HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's referring to Hashem, Dechsev Zeh Keilu Vanveyu, so this should come and receive this from this, for this. What does it mean for this? La'amzu, for this nation, that means Elu Yisrael Shnemer, Amzu Kanisa. So basically, Rosafra is saying a very simple point, which is that Moshe gets the Torah from Hashem to give to the Jewish people. But instead of just saying that, he, this whole uh, poetic thing, this should receive this from this for this. All this word zeh, what, what, what's Rosafra saying? What's his point? Take a look at Marmok number 10, the Maral. Tiferes Yisrael and Perak Yudbe. says the Maral, HaTorah hi HaShlama V'tzura El HaAdam. The answer, it says in Maral, what this Gemara, what Rosafra is trying to hint to, is what is the purpose of Torah? The Rabbanu Shalom gave this most amazing thing in the world. And this thing that the Rabbanu Shalom gave us, which is Torah Mitzvah, which is something that comes before any constriction, before any construct of time, it's not much bigger than everything of this world. But what's the point of that? The point of that is for it to be packaged in this world. And that's what the, says the Maral, that's what the word Zeh means. The word Zeh means something you could point with a finger and say this. That's something that's very much constricted to time and space. This moment, this particular object, something that's above the world is not something you could point to. But the fact that the Torah, Moshe, Hashem Yisparach, the Jewish people, Hashem, it's all being referred to with the word Zeh, is because Rosafra is trying to convey this point, which is that the purpose of Torah is to take this sin which is bigger than the world and give it to the world. And, and then everything we experience in this world, which is so small and so tiny, which is called Zeh, is now uplifted and, and, and deepened by the injection of Yiddishkeit within it. And that's what Yiddishkeit is. What Yiddishkeit is, is something that's bigger than the world, but somehow, somehow something that's, that's, that, that fits in the world. And every single moment is a Zem moment, but in that Zem moment, there's something that's bigger than, than everything that could, be, that could fit into the Zem. So it says in Maral, Torah is the perfection, and the Tzura, the deeper spiritual identity of who a person is, which in turn is really the deeper identity of the whole, of the whole universe. That's what Zem means. Zem means when you're pointing to something specific and particular and something small, but you're saying, but, you're, but, you're saying, but, there's, a, but there's a deeper element to that. And that's what Torah does. Torah brings a deeper element to it. So let's go back again. So go back to what we started. These two layers of Talmud Torah. Talmud Torah is a mitzvah which is on one level time-oriented, and on the other hand, it's a mitzvah which is not time-oriented. So which one is it? The answer is, 
these two sides of the halacha of learning is reflective of what the purpose of learning is. What's the purpose of mitzvahs? What's the purpose of Yiddishkeit? The purpose of Yiddishkeit is for the Rebbe to give us something which is much bigger than time, bigger than creation, but to use that as a way to uplift creation and to uplift this world. Not to be an aesthetic and to escape reality, but rather to use that gift of pre-creation to deepen the experiences of creation. And that's what Rosafra is saying. This got from this to give to that, because it's all very specific, and it's something very small and tiny. But that small and tiny thing that you could point to with a finger and say this, it's much bigger. It, 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 it's deepened because it's being infused with something that's much bigger than, 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 than creation itself. And that's these two levels of Tamatar. No. The ikr is that we should just appreciate what we're doing. That's mamish. It's mamish it. You know, we do mitzvahs all day. We, we learn. And, but to appreciate what's going on is that we're mamish tapping into something. It, it feels very small. It feels very, you know, something we all do. Whatever it is. It's something, something you could point with a finger. But that which you could point with a finger is really coming from a place that's way, way beyond anything you could point to with a finger. Okay. Shem Shabbos. 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 Shem Shabbos.